This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We are so thankful to begin the day with you. It's I don't know how our listeners feel. I actually do enjoy this time of year. I'm not sure I always enjoy the busyness of the the outside as far as travel time and all of that, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm blaming that on the Christmas season or In-N-Out Burger yeah. opening up in Meridian. <laughs> the line was so, long driving by. Yes, Just wait. so on the first day when they were open, my son going to school at quarter to eight, there were already people in line for this for In and Out Burger, which opened at ten thirty, they were in line last night. Yeah, yeah probably they probably and slept they, in their cars. Yeah. Oh boy. So mm-hmm. I'll go in about five years. Yes, I yes. I am just so thankful that you have been waiting in line to listen to our show today. My guess is that many of you got up at four o'clock this morning so that you could hear <laughs> our radio program and be alert and ready. And so we thank you for our tens and tens of faithful listeners for that commitment. And we are in a Christological Christmas. We are talking about the names and titles of Christ as we get closer and closer to December 25th. And today, we want to look at the phrase, Son of Abraham. And if you look at the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew, it's the book of the genealogy or the genesis of Jesus Christ, the Son of David, the Son of Abraham. So, What's in a name? Why does this name matter? Why is this important that Jesus is the son of Abraham? Well, Matthew begins here because this child, Jesus, has everything to do with the covenant promises that God gave Abraham. Jesus is the fulfillment of 2,000 years of uh, God's covenant promises uh, that will be fulfilled in Christ. And this is one of the reasons why Paul will say in 2 Corinthians one twenty. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter an amen to God for his glory. So from the from the beginning, God had made a, a promise with Abraham. Of course, this was the this was in the long line of promises that he had already made, uh, beginning with Genesis 3.15 about the seed of the woman. And we're, we're told also uh, that, that God had told Abraham when he called him out of the land of Ur, he says, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless your name and so that you will be a blessing. I will bless, those, uh, bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed." So God's going to make him a great nation. God's going to give him a place of his own. And through Abraham, in some way, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And so at that, for Abraham, when that, he first received that promise, 
uh, none of those things were really a reality for him. You know, he he hadn't had a son. So there was a promise of a, a son that was to come. And uh, this all works into this whole idea of God making a covenant with Abraham, a covenant of grace that uh, he's going to fulfill in Jesus Christ. So how do we know that we're not just imposing this backwards? How do we know that this covenant with Abraham was so vitally important to the people living in Jesus's time period? Well, they understood that uh, that promised, as you know, Jonathan has said, you know, the the nations of the earth will be blessed. But they were looking for this uh, promised seed of Abraham that was to come and through whom the blessing would flow. And uh, so when, you know, in, and in your, your question of, are we reading back into that? And I mean, I think we have the freedom to read Christ back into the seed of Abraham because the Holy spirit here gives us that title, the son of Abraham. Now, I remember reading, um, or, or seeing one of those those videos of you know Jews coming to Christ and coming to faith in Christ, and there there was one man who, you know, he had been taught all of his life that you know the Old Testament or the New Testament was just some Gentile book, and Jesus Himself was a Gentile, and you know just avoid it, don't even look at it, and I forget what led to this, but he he cracked open a New Testament. And the first words in Matthew, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David. And he was like shocked, like, what? And then he got to the son of Abraham. And he was just completely blown away. And so he kept reading. This is of vital importance to the promises that God has made, that this Christ is the sum and substance of yes and amen. And all the promises that we see in the Old Testament, and especially that one given to Abraham, that through him in his seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. In one sense, it was a repeated promise to Abraham. It comes in Genesis 15. It comes in seven, Genesis 17, 18, 22. And, you know, the, you know, the thing is that Abraham had to wait for the promise. That he had to wait for this, this son. And he does have a, a, a son after years and years of waiting. Abraham's 100 years old. His wife, Sarah's 90. And uh, in that, there's, there's actually a lot. A lot hidden behind the statement of Matthew that he's the son, that Jesus is the son of Abraham. You know, the the son that was born to Abraham was a miracle child, a child of promise, a child that had shouldn't have been there. Even Sarah, you know, when she's hearing this promise, says, "Am I to have this pleasure? I, I'm worn out. My Lord is old." Um, so. But God has already told us that there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And just as he promises, Isaac is born. And it says that the Lord visited Sarah and the Lord did to Sarah as he's promised. That, that, was, a, that was a miracle. But the greater miracle, you know, when we say nothing's too hard for God, the greatest miracle is that Jesus is born of a virgin. That I mean, a, a greater miracle yet. And it's and, interesting that when Mary finds out that she is going to to give birth to the promised Christ, the Messiah, the true Son of Abraham, her song actually says, "He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever." Mm-hmm. So for her, this whole concept of 
yes, this virgin is going to give birth to a, the Messiah. She's going to give birth to the Messiah. She connects it right away to the great promise to Abraham. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in Genesis twenty two eighteen, 18, when God promise, makes that promise again, in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. It's pointing to Christ. God, and God makes this covenant with Abraham, and there's a and he actually uses the singular term offspring or seed. You know, and Paul will explain that that blessing was especially important. The promised one is a particular seed, uh, an individual, Jesus Christ. Galatians three sixteen says, "Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made." He does not say and to seeds or and to offsprings as of many, but as of one, and to your seed offspring, who is Christ. So you have this idea of God making a covenant promise. Zechariah will, will note in his prophecy about his son, John the Baptist, what we refer to as John the Baptist, it says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And he's using covenantal language because in the Old Testament, the the language given to Abraham in Genesis 15 is that he his offspring are going to end up in Egypt, are going to end up enslaved there for 400 years, but then God will deliver them. And the language is that God visited the people when they were in, in Egypt and redeemed them. And so here... Zechariah is picking up on covenantal language from the Old mm-hmm. Testament that the God of Israel who's visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. So you've got these two pillars in the Old Testament, David and Abraham. So he's saying, David here, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies from, from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father, Abraham. (laughs) And so here you have both Mary and Zechariah reaching back and saying that Abrahamic promise really mattered. Mm -hmm. So in a church culture that largely ignores the idea of covenant, how is this a corrective to that. Well, in one way, I think the Gospel of Matthew itself you could look at in, in some sense as a corrective of he he comes back to this. You know, he starts his Gospel with this is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, you know, son of David, son of Abraham. We looked at that idea of son of David, you know, that's his, his, his reign, his kingship. And then the son of Abraham, as we're talking here, the, the nations of the earth being blessed, the one through whom all the covenant promises are fulfilled. Well, you circle back around then before he ascends. What does Jesus say in Matthew 28, verse 18 following? It says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. He's the son of David. He's the king of kings. And then he tells them to go out to the nations and disciple the nations, teaching them to observe and baptizing them <coughs> the, the, the blessing of the nations, the son of Abraham. So as we as a church, it's of vital importance that we remember that these are names of Jesus that are important to us because God is a covenant-making and keeping God. And how he has chosen to interact with us is through these covenants. Yeah, and we're a people making uh, disciples from every nation, tribe, and tongue. 
we taste those blessings that uh, God offered to Abraham by faith and these promises that all the nations of the earth would be blessed, that's our hope as well. You know, we're sons and daughters of that covenant. We're, we're Abraham's uh, children by faith. And, uh, and through the grace of Christ, he's reached out to us, you know, Gentiles. Now, during Jesus' day, the Pharisees would claim uh, the title of sons of Abraham as kind of a badge of honor. And then there's a pretty stark uh, rebuke from Christ. He says, you're not the son of Abraham. You're, you're of your father, the devil, mm-hmm. um, marking not just not uh, moral behavior and not uh, ethnic identity as being a member of the covenant, but ultimately faith, like Jonathan said. The Apostle Paul will talk about this in Galatians 3. He says, you know that those who have faith, these are, the, are Abraham's sons. So Christ is the seed, the one who inaugurates that that covenant promises and blessings, and then we get to inherit it through faith in Christ himself. And then just this whole framing of, as Ryan was saying, that God is a covenant-making and covenant-keeping God, and and really the underlying foundation of the idea of God as a God of covenant is that he is a God of steadfast love and faithfulness. And that's not just an assurance for for the Church of the Old Testament. This is an assurance for the Church of the New Testament. It's not just the Church of the Old Testament that needed a covenant-keeping God. The Church of the New Testament needs a covenant-keeping God. Mm -hmm. Um, As Jonathan mentioned earlier, every promise of God is yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And the promises didn't stop when Jesus Christ came. And so we continue to need a God that has steadfast love and faithfulness. And that's, as Benny was saying, by faith, we become sons of Abraham, sons of the covenant. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you tomorrow.